Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans, all nine of you. I love you so much. Today, we're going to talk about making the case for solo runs. Now, you might be thinking, what case needs to be made? Because I love running by myself. I hate people, etc. I'm that way a lot of the time. But I think that there is something to be said for just being alone um, and moving and in nature, like all of those things happening all at once. And um, I think it's good too to not always distract yourself with music or audiobooks or podcasts or <laughs> whatever the fuck you listen to. Sometimes you should just listen to the voices in your own goddamn head. So anyway, the first time I climbed a mountain, I had only been a resident of California for a few weeks. Like I went with my uh, ex boyfriend, ex fiance rather. And our, we were coming from Chicago, right? So like flatlander status for sure. There's nothing to climb up in Chicago. So, um, our quads were burning as we strained our way up 4,000 feet, 4,000 feet felt like so fucking much. Uh, the peak was hard earned, but glorious. The next day our legs ached and we marveled at how the mountain changed us and like challenged us in this new way. We were both former division one athletes. Um, so we knew pain. We just weren't yet familiar with mountain pain. Over a year later, I started running on trails slowly and cautiously exploring the mountain ranges in Southern California. I got lost too many times to count, underestimated how much food or water I would need, overdressed and underdressed. And and eventually found myself a running partner partner um, who I ran with every weekend. We pushed each other and encouraged each other and picked each other up when we fell. And I, you know, having a good friend to share mountain miles with made remote landscapes less daunting. I didn't feel like super confident in my own abilities yet. So just having someone with me was a big like help. Uh, but as time was, went by, I grew more adept at running um, in the mountains, just like, you know, running down technical trails. I started falling less and noticed my quads grow thicker and hard with muscle. When that friend moved out of state, I started running more on my own. I missed our constant stream of chatter and the companionship that we'd found. I missed knowing that he'd be at the trailhead waiting for me to arrive, and I missed our belly laughs. But having to run by myself helped me become even more accountable. Nobody would be waiting for me at the trailhead, right? Nobody would be there to to distract me from my own mind. Nobody would be there to pick me up when I fell, and I have fallen many, many times. Last summer, quick sidebar, last summer I was running up San Gorgonio. So it's one of the tallest mountains. I think it's the tallest in all of Southern California. It tops out at like 11 and a half, maybe feet, 11,500 feet. Um, and I stepped on a rock weird and I just like went down and I went down hard and I was bleeding and I was crying and I was just like feeling sorry for myself. And I just had to get back up and, you know, nothing was broken. I just kept running. And um, eventually I ran into a woman who was like, holy shit, are you okay? Because I was just covered in blood and stuff. Um, but like knowing that that's a risk when you go by yourself is also sort of empowering in a way. Like you got to have your own back, you know. So doing hard things matters. And sometimes doing hard things alone matters too. Uh, I'm not saying you should be like such a loner that you're never doing stuff with other people or whatever, or you're not relying on anybody for support because nobody accomplishes anything alone. But I am saying that you should, you know, do hard things alone sometimes. Last Saturday, I went to Mount Wilson to do a 20 mile training run. And I went by myself, not because I don't know anyone I could have run with, but because I needed to run alone. I didn't want to keep up a conversation. I didn't even want to listen to anything. I left my headphones in my car and started climbing. There were a lot of people out because it was a beautiful Saturday morning and beautiful Saturday morning should not be wasted. The higher I climbed, the fewer people I saw. 
Great job, one couple shouted as I ran past. Um, People do that a lot. They're really nice on the trail. Another woman who was hiking with two men moved to the side of a smooth section of the trail and called out, be careful. I wasn't sure if she meant be careful of my footing or be careful of the heat or be careful of running up a mountain alone as a solitary woman who could have been doing anything at all on a Saturday morning, but who was, for some reason, scaling the side of a mountain twice. Be careful, I thought to myself, of what? I'm not usually uneasy on mountains, especially a mountain uh, like Mount Wilson, which I've climbed dozens of times. I've seen bears and rattlesnakes, and though I've never seen a mountain lion, I'm pretty sure a mountain lion has seen me. I'm honestly uh, more scared of other people than I am, am of animals, but I've learned that there are fewer sketchy people on a mountain simply because it's more difficult to be on a mountain than it is to be on a street corner. In my many years of running, I've been followed by cars, been catcalled dozens of times and harassed and stalked online. I put my Strava on private because I was being uh, stalked, I'm pretty sure, harassed at the very least. Um, there are so many things a woman ought to be careful of, most of which aren't on a mountain. You be careful too, I wanted to say, but I was already long past her. Later, on an especially steep section of the trail, I caught a group of three women hiking. Are you even tired? One of them asked me. Of course, I said, you all are doing great. Another one said, I'm so jealous of your legs. You're so strong. She was not the first person ever to comment on my body on a mountain, but her comment felt especially well-timed. I've been feeling extra self-conscious of my legs lately, actually, because I was like shopping for jeans (laughs) and jeans are impossible. Um, My legs don't fit nicely into normal jeans. My calves are big, my quads are bulky, and my hip-to-waist ratio is kind of exaggerated. So if jeans fit my thighs, then they never fit my waist and vice versa. One random woman on the mountain flipped a switch in my brain. I'd been thinking about my legs all wrong. They weren't too big. They were strong. I climbed 7,000 feet without blinking. I was powerful. Maybe that switch wouldn't have been flipped if I'd been with someone or if I'd had voices in my ears. There's nothing wrong with listening to audiobooks or podcasts or music during a run. Most days I shove earbuds in and let someone else's voice entertain me or teach me something. But running alone without any distractions gives me time to think and time to be contemplative and time for my brain and body to work in sync. It's difficult to find quiet time and even more difficult to let my mind truly wander. There's so many things distracting us and um, being out on the mountain. I mean, I have my phone with me, but put it in airplane mode. Um, I don't know. There was just nothing. <laughs> there was nothing and no one. And every now and then I'd be like deep in thought and someone would say something to me like, be careful. And I was like, whoa, kind of brought back to reality for a minute. I had an entire conversation with myself on Saturday as I climbed the mountain the first time. Like the whole climb went so fast because I was just thinking. I thought about how I've yet to figure out how to reconcile two parts of myself, the part of me that is homesick for my family in Wisconsin and the part of me that feels blissfully at home here, high in the mountains where the air is crisp and clean and where I've learned truly how much strength is required to love oneself Being at home in two different places means that no matter where I am, I'll always feel a little homesick. I've thought about moving back to Wisconsin. Um, I thought about it when I broke up with my fiance like years ago. Um, But, you know, I know I wouldn't be totally happy uh, back in Wisconsin either. So I also thought about my art and words and how difficult it is to make art with words, how words are all we have, and also sometimes not enough. Part of me is jealous of painters and sculptors who don't need words to express themselves and whose lives are not dedicated to arguing with themselves on a page. 
I thought about a poem I wrote recently called Rain, and I repeated it over half a dozen times, looking for ways to make it tighter and more punchy and more cutting and more clean. I thought about so many things that five and a half hours went by quickly. I felt strong and comfortable all morning, easily climbing a mountain that had intimidated me only a few years ago. Most of the time, growth is like that. You don't even notice it happening until you take a moment to look backward and see how far you've come. <sighs> Wasn't that nice? Don't you just feel good? Don't you just feel better? Don't you feel like you just like are a little kid drawing with chalk on a sidewalk and it's scraping and you're like, yeah, but like the rain is going to come and wash it all away, but you don't care because you're a kid. Doesn't, doesn't it feel like that a little bit? I love you all. Bye.